And that's when the thing started descending the stairs. And Peter looked up and realized the dry, cracking sounds he had heard had been the baker all along. Wait, 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 wait. Who's the baker? No, fr- from the beginning of the story, the guy who, when he was walking past the shop, he looked in and that guy waved at him. That was the baker. Oh, well, you didn't say that. Yeah, I said he was wearing uh, that white hat and the apron. No, I thought he was a chef the whole time. No, I kept saying he was. He kept dipping his fingers in water with the dough. No, I thought it was just one of your pointless details that you put into all your no. stories. Just to kind of drag him no, out. No, it's, it's, he, was, he was the monster the whole time. His ghost came back after he got thrown in that Dutch oven and cooked at room temperature for 42 hours. Oh, I completely spaced out during that part. I didn't know you were telling the story. I thought you were talking about a recipe you made or something. Anyway, that doesn't matter. Uh, hey, welcome back, everyone. Uh, Chaz and I are actually camping. We've been telling some spooky stories around a campfire. Been telling it, boring stories well, around a well, campfire. Well, you just weren't paying any attention. That's the problem. It took them two hours to get the fire lit. Anyway, we decided to leave the robots at home uh, for the weekend and go out and just kind of get back to nature and, um, you know, do what we do best, which is just kind of... Sitting around. Not exactly, but anyway, um, so we're back from a little bit of a vacation, I guess. Um, some holidays came up out of nowhere. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> they were on the calendar. Um, oh, God. Uh, Chaz and I have kind of been at each other's throats a little bit over this. Um, he's a very difficult person to spend that much time with. Um, I'm fairly easygoing. You know, sometimes yeah, he's not. He kind of freaked out when he realized I didn't pack any coffee cake. One thing. One thing that I asked you to do. That's all. One thing. It, you know what? Never mind. Anyway, so we have a uh, great guest this week. Kill Von Gard will be joining us shortly. Uh, rapper, producer. Uh, we'll have links in the oh, description. Play the thing first. You gotta play the thing first. Oh yeah, I forgot. Uh, yeah, Chaz and I started a band. Uh, we had a... Uh, Twitter poll to find out what the name was going to be, and out of four options, you guys picked Camera Bag, which Chaz was really big on. Such a badass name. Yeah, I don't really care anymore. Um, so anyway, here's the first song from our new band, Camera Bag. I hope you like it. Chaz does. Uh, we even have the robots singing some parts, so here you go. This is what you get, I guess. Fasten your socks. I don't want to drive your car, I just want to go to Mars I hate all of your peanut butter, you must now refill your jars When I read a magazine I do not like, I slam the cover hard I love the potatoes I try to eat, all of their skins are very charred Welcome back to the Unseen Underground Podcast. I'm your host, Unsung. And with me today is Kilvon Gard, a.k.a. 
Vince, and we are here to discuss many things, dreams, some experiences, maybe talk a little shop. Kill Von Guard is a rapper, producer, came to my attention earlier this year when his album, I Think I've Lost It, came out. And this album, I was telling him earlier, I, I skim a lot of hip hop because there's just so much volume that comes out. And this is an album that I knew from the first moment I heard him speak and the beat that was behind him, I had to listen to the whole thing. And it just got better. And the sequencing was so good and the production was so good and the voice and the writing. And I am one who writing is everything to me. And not to say that there isn't like a top five things that I look for, including sequence and beats and, you know, vocal sound, but writing is just a little bit above everything else in my mind. So I was pretty much enthralled and I reached out right away. I think as soon as I heard, I don't know, maybe it was digital Goffman, which was, I think the first single from the album and just said very vaguely something along the lines of like, we need to talk. Kill Von Gard also produced an amazing album by Malachi Whitman called Happy Place. This year, uh, this gentleman is on fire and I can't wait to see what tomorrow brings. I'll let you, if you want to just kind of introduce yourself. Man, uh, first off, thank you for such kind words, man. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm Kill Von Guard. Uh, also, Steve, your, your voice is buttery, dude. You got like radio voice. Like, I feel like I'm listening to NPR right now. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. It's beautiful. Um, but yes, uh, my name is Kill Von Guard. I'm a rapper producer from, uh, Chicago and, um, yeah, I put out my debut this year and, uh, yeah, luckily we crossed paths and I'm very, very fortunate for that. Um, and, uh, it's just, it's been insane, man. Like, uh, all the people that I've met in the past, like six months, you know, I mean, mm. virtually, but you know right. what I mean? Like just based off the music, because I was unknown before that. And it's just been really sick to see like just people interacting with it and then just make, honestly, just making friends out of this, you know, it's, it's been incredible yeah. and more than I ever expected. You right. know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So thank you. I think this has been a, a stellar year for you, but this Man. wasn't your first album, right? I mean, maybe this was one of the first solo albums you released, but you've been in group yeah. before. Yeah. So technically, yeah, this is my first solo piece as a rapper. Um, but Tom Can't Sleep and I, which, uh, you know, Tom Can't Sleep, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we released an album in 2020, like right before <laughs> everything happened. As Our group is called Random Animal, and we released our first album called How to Not Be Forgotten in Two Weeks. And then COVID happened. I kind of just took that time to really like zone in on my shit. And uh, I think I've lost it as a product of a year and a half through, you know, the pandemic. But yeah, prior to that, man, it was really just like an incubation stage. Like I, I would release stuff on SoundCloud, like rap stuff here and there, mostly beats, though. And then I did some instrumentals like albums on like Bandcamp and stuff like that. But I was really just trying to find myself, you know, throughout that whole time. Yeah, You, you also put on a soundtrack this year. I did. Yeah, I which, did. Uh, which I scored a film. I keep meaning to go back to, but the bits and pieces that I've heard just from kind of looking at it, it sounds incredible. Thank you, man. Yeah. So you had mentioned something about maybe an early childhood dream that you'd had. That was the spark of 
even talking about coming on the show, uh, somebody like tweeted, have you ever had like a traumatic dream as a child that like you still remember? And I do. I have I have two. Uh, one is kind of short and I, I can't really make sense of it. And the other one is a lot more uh, obvious as to what it means. Um, but the, my first dream I ever remember having was the dream just starts with me. I was probably four and uh i'm walking through my house the house i semi grew up in because my parents were divorced so you know gotcha. there was there was two places but it was before my parents got divorced so it was my dad's house and uh i'm walking through the hallway and it's dark and i don't know where my parents are and then i turn left into the kitchen and i look up and i just see like the universal monster mash like frankenstein and like uh, <laughs> like the wolfman and, and all those fuckers just staring down at me and at the time most terrifying dream i've ever had in my life definitely they're just just looking down at me and then i don't remember if anything happened after that i think i just woke up in a cold sweat yeah so that was that's yeah. my first dream i remember right gotcha right not long after that, it couldn't have been long after that because this is the only other dream I remember from that time. And that's that's something to remember a dream from when you're four or five years old. I mean, Jesus, the second one, this one's this one's fucked. Um, I mean, it's not like outwardly fucked because my four year old brain probably couldn't have even like came up with anything too disturbing. But like at the time. So there was this mall that. I used to go to with my parents, Chicago Ridge Mall. Um, and uh, the the dream starts out with me and my dad. We're driving in the parking lot of this mall, right? It's empty. It's probably 6 a.m. Sun's coming up, you know? There's no cars in the lot. I'm like not questioning anything. I'm in the car with my dad. It's whatever. White Ford Taurus, all right? We're driving. <clears throat> we get out of the car and we walk up to the side entrance. No one's there. For some reason, the door to the mall is open. He walks me in. As soon as we walk into the mall, empty, we make a left and walk into seemingly an arcade, right? Mm -hmm. Like a mall arcade, but there's no games in it. Instead, all it is is you know those little like horsey riding things that little kids go on you put they, a quarter into kids go up and down kind of rocking yes yeah. it's an array of those things right <laughs> all different types of animals clowns and shit fucking uh you know obviously horsies um but just a bunch of like okay now i'm in there i'm looking i'm like i don't like this at all i don't like this at all <laughs> I was a very scared, scared kid when I was young. I was very Same. anxious and scared. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, no way, dude. And I look up, my dad's gone. All right. Can't get out. Mm. I'm stuck in there. Door locked, whatever, what have you. And I'm looking at these things, right? And the way that the sun is peeking through the window, I'm like, are these things moving? Are they mm. looking at me? right i'm freaking out i'm like holy shit i run over to this little window 
it's like a little window that I got to like climb up on like this like chair to look out. All I see is my dad walking to his car, getting into it <laughs> and driving off. Wow. Dream ends. That fucked me up, dude. That fucked yeah. me up a lot, dude. Yeah. That's yeah. like, that was my worst fear was being, was being yeah, abandoned, abandoned by my parents. Yeah. Dude. Holy wow. shit. Yeah, that stuck with me, man. Oh my god, you know, and it probably sounds silly now, but fuck, it sounds terrifying now. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> I'm closing my eyes the whole time you're telling a dream. And I'm like, oh my, what's gonna happen? You know, it was horrible. It's, Luckily, I, I don't think anything happened after that. You know, they didn't eat me or anything. But what's so strange is, um, first of all, you, your brain was being very blunt with you. It seems like. Yes, you know, for like, sure. It, like there isn't much analysis that needs to be done with that. Maybe with the the rides and things like that, you know, you could yeah. take this sense of something that's supposed to be fun, you know, these these it. animals that you know you would walk in on and normally this would be a pretty good time. Mm. But then there's something else behind it. You know, it's this mm. uh leading you towards something. You go have fun and I'm taking off, you know. And that makes it not fun anymore. It makes it creepy. But one of the strangest things is, at least from my experience with dreams, and not everybody dreams the same way, but once somebody leaves in a dream, you usually don't see them around again, you know? Or at least, like, it's, it's crazy that you're you would see him getting into his car after that. I don't In all my dreams, if somebody, like, walks out of the picture, they're gone, you know? But that's that's the crushing part too, is that you saw him get into the that's, car. Right, that's the thing. Yeah. Had I not seen that, you know, it wouldn't have been as terrible. Right. But yeah, just seeing this man leave. Oh my god, man, that fucking killed me as a kid, man. If you if you don't mind me asking, was this before or after your parents got a divorce? That's fuzzy to me. I believe it. It, it, it might have been. It was a right around because my parents got divorced when I was five and a half or six yeah. so this is right around that area so if they weren't divorced yet they were definitely fighting a lot gotcha you know what i mean yeah so that probably had a lot to do with it uh quick side note as well too one just uh, another dream just popped into my head and i'll just i'll summarize it real quick but i had a i had a similar dream this time involving my mom though um and this was a little bit later down the line and uh, you know how like those two story it, it's in a mall again. What the fuck? You know those two story malls and <laughs> and they have like those like glass like sort of barricades to make sure you don't fall off the second yeah. floor. Yeah. Right. So here I am in this mall, and somehow I, I there's I, I'm up against this glass barricade, and there's like you I don't know what they're called. You know those like uh, black sort of rope things that like they use that like movie theaters to form like the mm-hmm. line up to the right sure one of those things is just stretched all across this this barricade so i'm stuck in between this glass wall and the barricade and there's my mom just walking into sears just leaving me behind <laughs> so huh. something about shopping malls and my parents leaving me behind we're gonna take a quick break and listen to digital goffman I can't, I can't. Oh, I'm <laughs> 
Agonize, dedicate, subject, predicate, tweet must be perfect. Unchecked veterans with opinions like spears lurk through metadata and skewer for viewers like Romans, humans like omens, bad ones I must take to the hills and roam with animals that don't do social media. Tediously, every little piece of us fodder for the algorithm, branding, and the way that we are seeing us. I pick and choose and become anything I want. I could be a rich man, take your money while teaching you how to be a rich man. Sign up for my seminar. I am son of Tenenbaum. Trust me, I am everything you wish you were. Identify the traffic lights and recapture the recapture Wreak havoc or wreak havoc or hope It'll be massive And then okay. We'll turn you into an NFT Right? What's an NFT? I don't understand Okay This audio recording is but a soapbox for jaded curmudgeons and hypocrites With no profound findings no, no, no. Just pretentious projection and branding And perfection What's your brand? Do you even sell anything? What's your brand? And also, are you a writer or a critic? Brand it's not like man. you can't be both, but which one are you? Brand man. Because, uh, it's none of my business. If you had a good day, you better let us all know. Better let us know. Let us all know. If you had a bad day, you better let us all know. Let us all know. Let us all know. If you had a good day, you better let us all know. We'll pretend we love you, we'll pretend we're happy If you had a bad day, you better let us all know Let us all know, we'll pretend we're sorry Don't mention it, all it took was a thumb wrestle I gotta rest these digits before the sun catch up My mentions are full of digital love sentiments When I wake, I gotta validate my war, I did my part I let you know that something's wrong, very bad Finger wag, emoticon, and I'll fawn over past I've checked Instagram twice since starting this bit And thought, what a life, while traversing your pics Like, wow, how can I get to get like this? And you probably did the same all alone in your bed It's just life imitating life imitating Imitating life, 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 I need that bag in the bag it came in, yo. How'd you cop that and that? Entertainment, non-scripted, blur the lines like optometrist, handheld obelisk, turn an optimist into a solipsist, then a sob story for a columnist is folly that could surely get their pockets fixed. Hopefully, clickbait, coach you into scrolling till you hit rock bottom, now you're thoughtless in the think tank. Now when I say you, I mean me. I'm not above a think piece or a tasty meme, I'm just saying. Although I have noticed that when someone's tweet goes viral as of late, and as of late being 2021, right. because I know art lives on and time's a flat circle, yeah. but someone's tweet, which they probably stole from someone else, goes viral, and there'll be this advertisement for these galaxy star projectors underneath the tweets, and I can't help but laugh at advertising projectors to a bunch of people projecting all day on Twitter. That's funny. Have you heard the latest news? Unfortunately. I saw this story on Twitter about these cops and the tweet said that two NYPD cops had sex with a vulnerable teen member of the police youth program taking advantage of the underage girl to satisfy their depraved interests. And someone quoted that and corrected the report by saying that they raped the girl. 
which is true. And people were mad that the word rape wasn't used, which I agree with. We shouldn't sanitize that shit. And fuck those cops. And then someone commented saying, can we worry about the girl and not words for a second? And someone else said it would negatively affect her by seeing the rapist described as just having sex with her. And, and then someone else said, we know what it means without saying it, and that hearing or reading the word can be a trigger. And every response that I read had to do with the words used. And only one response mentioned the victim. I hope she's okay. All the world's a stage, and all the men and women merely players. They have their exits and their entrances, and one man in his time plays many parts. We display a series of masks to others, enacting roles, controlling and staging how we appear, ever concerned with how we are coming across, constantly trying to set ourselves in the best light. So I understand there was a, another story that you had that you said might not be super supernatural, but might be in that realm of, I don't know, maybe unexplainable or something along those lines. It's 189,000% unexplainable. Excellent. I can't, I have no idea. I've tried to poke holes in, in this being a strange occurrence. Like, oh, yeah. this could have happened. No, I can't do it, man. So... Um, let me see. How should I open this up? I'm going to give you a little background on this portion of my life and what was going on and where, where it's all at. I'm going to really bring in. So this must have been, I must have been 17 probably at this time. And uh, it was summertime. So this would have been the probably the summer after my junior year of high school. Um, and at this time, my dad had started dating uh somebody and was never home and i would just be at home like just like just at the crib and like 17 he would show up like once every like two weeks and just be like you you alive all right cool <laughs> like i was having folks over and we were just getting crazy so i had two 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 very close friends of mine one of my friends named jimmy he basically lived with me there for a couple weeks at one point and like on and off throughout that summer. And then another friend of mine, Kyle, who lived there for like five or six days, like just didn't leave. And one night it was a slow night because there was not a party happening. So it was just me, Jim and Kyle. And uh, I think we were just drinking beers, you know, just being chill, you know, watching television, whatever, just hanging. It's probably midnight, midnight, 1 a.m. in that realm. So my dad's house had a front door and a side door. And um, we hear someone knocking on the side door. And we're like, that's like weird. But like, who knows? Like I said, people were coming and going all the time. Sure. So it could have just been another one of our friends. Mm -hmm. So we're like, all right. I mean, but regardless, getting a knock on your door at like 1 a.m. is going to freak you out regardless. Yeah, it's right? creepy. Like, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. So we're like, all right, cool. I go look. No one's there. And I'm like, hmm. Someone's ding-dong ditching us, I guess. But by knocking, you're knock-knock ditching. 
and it wasn't like polite knocking either. It was like, it was like you know Babadook, you know horror movie <laughs> slamming. You know what I mean? Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> Jump scare knocking. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, that was strange. Whatever though. Also, my neighbor was a mess. He was off a bunch of shit, dude. Like many drugs. Like just, just in his own world man mm -hmm. so this dude was just always on some shit but like i was like it's kind of out of character he's not going to be fucking with us right now like, <laughs> all right whatever so i go back in i'm like yeah i don't know no one was there a few minutes go by again i'm like all right so this time i'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna go out the front door because this is weird now. I don't want to just open up the side door. What if someone's there like with a knife and sure. is just going to murder me? Right. So I'm going to go out the front door and look through the gangway and see what's happening. Go out the front door, look through the gangway. No one's there. I'm like, all right, dude. These kids are really, really committed to this knock-knock ditching, man. Like, <laughs> And I'm like, and then we're like, all right, well, this is fun now. You know, like, let's, let's try to catch these fuckers, right? Yeah. Like, we're going to get them. It happens again. But here's the thing, like I, I, I mean, we were on guard at this point. So like I ran to the side door and opened that shit up. Right. And I'm like, I'm going to at least see someone running away. Right. Sure. No, nothing. And to give you context, the distance from my side door to my like gate that led into the alley was probably, I'd say maybe 60, 70 feet, yeah, 60, 70 feet, probably. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, all right, maybe, 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 maybe they're just really fast. And I didn't get to the door fast enough. Now it's like, I don't know, less than five minutes later, banging on the door again. This time we're right next to the door. So we're waiting for it to happen, right? Waiting for it. As soon as we hear the first knock, we open up the door. No one is there, dude. <laughs> I'm like, this is not possible. <laughs> So now we're freaked out and we're like, I don't understand this. And now it's happening like once every two minutes, like it's nonstop. So we're setting up different like like ways of like catching them, right? Like one person at the front door, one person at the side door, someone in the back bedroom looking out the window to see someone running. Knock, 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 nothing, <laughs> nothing. And I'm like, what is going on? Now we got knives and shit. Like, I, uh, what, what, what am I rocking? I got a baseball bat. My buddy Kyle has a kitchen knife. My friend Jimmy has a skateboard. Because we're like, this is, this is too much, man. I don't know about this. Oh, and at this point, now it's been going on for an hour, okay? Wow. Happen okay. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yes, yes. So now, boom, happens again run out no one's there and at this point my neighbor the the mess next door he's like dude what what are you doing over there i'm like actually we're not doing anything today someone's fucking with us and we can't figure it out so now he's on alert and he's looking out the window and he's like we're gonna find these fuckers then we we construct this plan we're like all right as soon as they knock jim you're gonna go out the side door me and kyle are gonna go out the front we're going to go around the block. You're going to go the other way. And we're bound to catch them somewhere in the middle. Nothing, dude. Hmm. Nothing. And, dude, this literally went on until probably like four in the morning when we finally just gave up and fell asleep. And nothing and after that. Nothing. Wow. Nothing, dude. There was no trace of a human. 
not even my gate wasn't open my back gate was not open like no gates like i'm like how could this have happened huh. we we could we couldn't we couldn't figure it out dude and i don't know how long it went because i just got so tired at a certain point i was like whatever dude just let him keep going and it sounded like a like a like a knock like somebody was using their fist or dude. yeah yes like it wasn't like someone like like it wasn't like someone like throwing something or like a bb like, gun. because no nah, dude yeah, okay. it was like there was force behind it it was like multiple knocks like boom 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 wow and to this day, I was actually I, I I texted my friend Kyle because I, I wanted to get his perspective on this because I told him I was coming on a show. Yeah. And uh well he actually brought it up to me first. It was just serendipity, but and I was like, Yeah, I've never forgotten that. And like, yeah, no idea, dude. <laughs> and then we wake up the next morning and uh and my house got egged. So it it someone had to be fucking with us man but like how they did it i have no idea kyle walked home that morning and he said that he was literally like running home because he was so scared dude like like it it, it fucked with us for real like because that's something was on, that side it. door egged no 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 because the, the other thing about it too is that like there's maybe five feet between my house and my neighbor's house. Gotcha. So like, yeah. there's nowhere for somebody to, you know, you so can't. Somebody's up on the roof. Exactly. Yeah. Which, which I was telling, I was telling my partner about this two days ago and they were like, are you sure it wasn't the roof? I'm like, nah, dude, there's an addition on the house. Like the roof was high as fuck. They would have had to have like a, like a long ass extended, like crutch banging on my door like it, it, it couldn't have happened like it could <laughs> not have happened too much work yeah way too much yeah and, and and i didn't have any enemies or anything like uh, there was no nothing was happening like i'm like i don't know who i pissed off or or or, or what i don't even know dude like so so th that's one of those things that's like one of my only experiences that i could say like there's something else that i don't I, I can't comprehend. I guess you probably would have noticed throughout the night. You, how many times did, would you say this happened? Th throughout like the how many of the night? knocks? I, yeah, like how many individual occurrences? <sighs> I don't even know. I, I, if I had to guess, probably like 25, 30. <laughs> so you would have noticed in that time going outside if there were like, you know, 10 dozen eggs lying, exactly. <laughs> lying beneath the door exactly. outside. Exactly. There was yeah. just, it was just like no trace of any human like That's any wild. movement of anything. Nothing was messed up. Like I said, not even the gate was open. Like I would have I feel like I would have at least heard the gate closing or like, you know, if someone's like ding dong dishing, they're not worried about closing the gate behind them. You know what I mean? Like now I, I, I'm I'm gonna ask you one thing. Yes. When you went outside, did you look directly above the door to make sure there wasn't someone just hanging there? <laughs> no, I I, did, I didn't look above the door. <laughs> I didn't. And like, that's the only, see, that's what I'm saying. That's the only thing that I could think of that it could have been. But like, no, because that's the thing. We were double checking because like someone, remember I told you it ended up being Your someone was coming out the front door, yeah. looking down the gangway they and then seen someone that. coming directly exactly and if somebody yeah. was above the door they would have had to been like i don't know they would have had to have like some sort of 
rock climbing gear like i don't know latch brick somehow (laughs) yeah dude yeah that shit was crazy and it was honestly terrifying for real like this is the one time that i was like why isn't my dad home right yeah absolutely (laughs) yeah for sure you know like being home alone is dope until you know you think you're gonna get killed by a ding dong ditcher yeah some (laughs) knocker yeah I've talked to a lot of people on this show who varying degrees of belief in, you know, ghostly phenomenon and things like that. Are you a, are you a believer? Do you have... I'm very, very skeptical mm. when it comes to paranormal yeah. supernatural because simply because I don't have any firsthand experiences besides, besides that, the knocking. That's how I am too. Um, yeah. Right. Like I, I would, I, I want, like, there's a part of me that like wants to be like, you know, like, I, I like believe in that, but I just, I, I can't really, yeah. you know, I gotcha. Like, when I was, when I was a kid, I was obsessed with uh, horror movies and ghost stories and stuff like that. And yeah. as an adult, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll watch something and, you know, I love watching those like, uh, like my haunted house and, you know, like those shows of like people giving their accounts yeah. and stuff. Sure. And, and I love watching it. And then like the other part of me is like, Oh bullshit. You know, but, <laughs> exactly. But it's different when you're, when you're talking to people in person because, or, you know, via zoom, because I, I believe everything they tell me, you know, because there's right. no reason not to. When I was a kid, I wanted so bad. Part of me wanted so bad to just see something. Right. Not necessarily right. in my house. Of course. Of course. But um, when you were telling that story about the dream, that brought a dream that I had when I was really young to mind. Um, so I would have a dream where I was uh, kind of walking out into the dark dining room area. And there's a table in the middle of the floor. And in the kitchen, we had like right in the, right in the doorway there to the left-hand side, there's a microwave on top of the stove. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you could come out and, you know, like somebody wants a late night snack or something, but they don't Mm -hmm. turn any lights on. And all you see is the light from the microwave coming out. Mm -hmm. It's always kind of eerie. So Mm -hmm. I had this dream when I was a kid. I would walk towards the dining room and I would see this faint light from the microwave in the kitchen. Everything else is pitch black. So that's all you could see. (laughs) And somebody slowly started to come into focus into that light mm-hmm. and it was the face of the wicked witch of the west from uh the wizard of oz so it was oh, this green face and the rest of their body was just all black mm-hmm. and i didn't wake up right then so what would happen I, I didn't wake up until she chased me around the dining room table like five oh. times just getting closer and closer to me and i woke up Mm-mm. And I was in such a panic and I ran over and I like woke my dad up and mm. he told me, you know, just, just go back to bed. We don't have the same dreams twice. You know, it's like, once you have a dream, it's done with. Oh. So, so I finally, like after like 45 minutes went back to bed and as soon as I fell asleep, no. I woke up right back in the dream with her no. running after me. Like, just imagine, like, this jump scare of somebody just running right at you with a green face. That was that. So, of course, I woke up again. (laughs) And I stayed up, I think, till morning at that point. 
because they didn't want to go back into it. No way, dude. Yeah. Oh my god. So I was oh. like, what's, what's wrong with me? <laughs> yeah, man. I've been having some weird ones lately, dude. Like, there, I go through really long stretches of not remembering my dreams, like Same. months, month, like year, sometimes like a year, year and a half. I don't remember shit. But like lately, I feel like over the last like three months, like I had a horrifying uh, nightmare, like a week ago. And it was one of those where I was waking up and then I was like, I'm not ready to wake up yet. Let me go back to bed. And I would just hop right back in it. Like it was one of those where it, it had a seemingly normal start. Like the first like 90% of it was like normal. It was super bizarre, you know, mm -hmm. as dreams are. I was like, and like, I remember specifically like, there was somebody that I used to be really close with, like had died, but like his ghost was there just like chilling with us, like, and nobody questioned it. It's like, oh yeah, yeah of course you're here. You're ghost, right. like, you know, we're chilling. But basically what I'll say is the dream ended with a fucking mass shooting on a, oh, on a, God. on a, on the public transportation on the train. Yeah, dude. Wow. Like, and I was, I was, I, I, it, it, the dream ended right before, like, it got to my car, basically. Like, these dudes were, like, going car to car, just mowing people down. Yeah. And I, and, yeah. and that was probably one of the most terrifying dreams I've ever fucking had in my life. Yeah. Because you know you're yeah. next. Woke up yeah. weird. Yeah. I, it was, it was coming. And it's like, right, you're on right. a moving train. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Where are you going to go? We're going to listen to another song by Kill Von Gard, and we will be right back. Time I'm in that PhD hot seat, it's a constant retelling of robots in the jungle of homebodies, metropolis dwelling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Your philosophy differs from mine, plus we're all gonna die, plus we nickel dime when we got to. I try to remember that when my head gone, mo got to. Towing the line of frozen in time and forgot to. Remember how you did that? Accidental living? Brought to you by a random series of events I should dock you. Meant to write that down after I called you. With joy inside my voice because I finally did a thing and then I got through. A day and then I woke up in a cold pool. Took me 45 minutes to leave and once I got to the bottom of the steps I realized I left my phone in the front room. Three more attempts before I finally found my foot and breached humanity. Just to find in my fucking car I got booted. Fuck this fucking city that I rep on all my gear. Stupid me. This time is really out of my control. Well, yeah. Yeah, technically it's still my fault, but yes, I do understand that I have to take accountability for these things, and that is how parking tickets work. I know you gotta pay the thing, and I did get notices. I gotta fucking stack them, man. You can count on me to take any bit of progress and ruin it. I can't finish it. My old catalog will be posthumous music. Make my plate as a late food for thought, taste, processing. Dry like the cobwebs that drape my frame. Obsessive and broken, I loop like Bruce Willis and Gordon Levitt. Fixated on death and objects Coaxed into believing I need more bands than Ozfest Been waiting on a godsend to crash through my ceiling And give me some perspective 
the philosophy of time travel on my reading list But I haven't found the time to invest in I pen a lot of sentences They never make a Benjamin I'm lucid on the precipice of proving All my helpless and protruding thoughts That scramble might be truly of the ilk of mutant excellence Progress in the small steps I seem to remember penning notes to whoever it was That might have found them I've been expelling trauma Distinguishing melodrama It ain't easy when my brother got burdens to bear That I can never imagine Shit don't always rhyme or line up Well yeah yeah, sometimes it accidentally does, or it absolutely won't. But when it does, I cherish peace like a taxidermy dove. Then I float to the next calamity. What's next? Worst damn day in my life. I made a mess today. The worst damn day in my life. I made a mess today. The worst damn day in my life. I made a mess today. I know you'd said that you had um, <clears throat> you had some dreams you wanted to discuss. You had the the knocking incident. Was there? Anything else that was jogged loose from your memory, uh, banks that you want to get into, or I have, yeah, I just I have one quick one. Yeah, go for it. I I had said that that ding dong ditch one was the only only experience I ever had that was like could be described as maybe something else going on. Sure. I thought I had the second one a few years back. Uh, I was living at my mom's house and I was staying in the basement and um, it's an unfinished basement, pretty dingy, you know? Um, And the only light that I was getting because I was sleeping um, was coming from like the basement window. Right. And it was like, it was like, you know, probably 6am and the sun was just like, you know, starting to come up so like I, re- I was getting some light in but not like full light you know and uh, i remember waking up and i'm like you know foggy and i'm like oh and i like look forward and all i see man is just probably a eight foot tall silhouette wide shoulders just in the shadows though like probably like eight feet away from me and i'm like you gotta be fucking kidding me dude no fucking way no absolutely like no i'm like telling myself i'm like no dude you 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 don't believe in this shit like this is not like nobody in this house is that tall like there's no fucking way dude i close my eyes again i open them back up still there still as fuck and i'm like no way dude and like I had never like truly felt this like you know how people always say like fight or flight but when you freeze because you're so terrified you can't move that's where I was at because I'm like well what am I gonna do like lunge at this shadowy figure right like maybe it is just an eight foot tall fucking you know like burglar or something I don't know what am I gonna do (laughs) so I just laid there dude probably a minute and a half and i'm just like oh my fucking god and then it finally clicked i was like i hung up a fucking blazer in the rafters (laughs) (laughs) it was just a jacket yeah that's great yeah so relieved that it was not a demon i had a similar experience with my mom um when i was a kid we were playing cards in the dining Mm -hmm. room and um, it was dark outside, and she had noticed that there was somebody standing outside the door. Once again, very tall, uh, oh, no. not moving. And, you know, we were trying to figure out, like, should we open the door? Like, what? Like, what should we do? Should we, you know, 
go wake my dad up or something. Right. It, so like, I kind of like ran and I hit the coat rack and we realized that the coat rack fell, the guy disappeared. <laughs> so there was a hat on top of the coat rack. Oh my. At least they make for hilarious stories. It's though. true. Absolutely. I will say. And there's a there's a valuable lesson there. Never put a hat on top of a coat rack. No, it's a terrible idea. Don't do it. <laughs> so where do things stand musically for you right now? Like what are you uh, looking forward to the most in twenty twenty three? Whether hearing gold. something or making something. Hearing something if I'm being honest, I have no idea. Um, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, like, honestly, I'm just like excited to hear like my peers, you know, what they yeah. got in the store, yeah. you know, you I mean, and everybody else. I mean, I'm excited. To, I mean, I, I know you've been teasing your album and shit, those beats on Twitter and stuff. I'm like digging all of those fuckers, dude. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if any of those are actually going to be on it. But, uh... Oh, you're just you're just throwing those <laughs> out there. <laughs> there's there's a few other things that are in the works right now. I'll say that you know, but yeah. I don't know if you're like me where you know people always recommend music to listen to, but it's like I know so many talented people making music that it's yeah. it's hard to keep up with that. So I'm not gonna like reach out to it, new Ludacris album drops. I'm not gonna <laughs> like I, I got like seven <laughs> other seven other projects that came out yesterday from people that right. I actually talked to. That I have to right. listen to first, you know, things that are more I interesting mean, to me. I mean, dude, like trying to have like a, the hip hop conversation with just like casual, you know, people. It's like I can't turn back now. You know, like I, I've seen too much, you know, like so when somebody tells me that, you know, how like incredible j cole is because he's actually saying something like i yeah. i don't know what to say like and i don't want to sound like a snob and be like well i mean you know what i mean so i right. just have to like right. kind of be like yeah but i can't just be like i can't just be like i've tried this like i'm like you like j cole dude you should listen to xyz you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. some obscure it's just not gonna it's not gonna happen you know what i yeah. mean yeah yeah most like mainstream shit at this point like i i've lost a lot of interest in like like mainstream like hype trap shit i'm all about it but like the mainstream sort of like boom bapish stuff mm -hmm. like i i can't really do it anymore like you know because yeah, there's right so there. much good shit underneath you know I'm right there yeah i mean like yeah. the uh you know the black thought danger massa album came out and so everybody was talking about that and, and i've listened to a few songs here and there and i've enjoyed it it's just not what I want to hear right mm. now. You know, like I think that mm. I talk to so many people on a weekly basis, just on Twitter who are making so much more interesting music. Okay. Now, if, if the roots came out with a new album, because they make some really weird, interesting stuff as a group, I would check that out. It's just kind of, you know, cause there was like a little, I guess like the Griselda guys like sort of revitalized it. It seemed, you know, a few years ago, you know, like yeah. at least as far as like big sort of looks, you know what I mean? Right. Like on a major scale, but like it kind of, at least as far as I could tell, there's been a lot of just like rehashing that same sound and yeah, you know, like there's a lot of like Griselda clone sort of type shits where I'm like, I can't really listen to that all the time you know like I, I don't know what to do with this you know there's I, I've, I've heard it once i've you know i've heard it ten thousand times at this point you know i mean i i also think that you probably like to challenge yourself 
to do something. Yeah, yeah, I think so. In your own mind, that's better, different, yeah, than the other work that you've done before, right? I mean, absolutely. Is there a reason to continue making art if you're not trying to improve what it sounds like, what the experience is? Why would you want to put out something that's that's similar in any way? You have to be in this for the growth aspect of it and to surprise people, surprise yourself first and foremost. But totally. I, mean, I, I feel like there's a little bit of that, you know, like there's some things that I make that are purely for me. I know nobody else is going to dig it. Mm. The other stuff's 95% for me, right. but I still know that somebody has to listen to this. So it, it can't just be like scrapes and, you know, screams and stuff, you know, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a great point. Like, uh, I, I can't really speak um, with too much like authority on that concept because, like, you know, I only have that really the one album out right now, and and I, dude, I didn't think I didn't think anyone was gonna fucking like that thing, dude. I really, I was like <laughs> contemplating not even putting it out like a couple months before. I was like, this is wow. not good. Wow, this is not good. Yeah, dude. Yeah for real do you like, like it now lying. do you like that album now i do i do and i'm very proud of it now um but there's still a part of me where i'm like i can't fucking believe that people like like this it yeah. it, it, it probably has to do with my own sort of you know insecurity you know what i mean and shit right. like that but um but do you think that there was something yeah. in it you you felt like you could have done better or is it just because it's it felt like it was so much you that you're surprised that people liked it you know? that's what it is that's what it is i i was like i'm like really going like full on me right now like you yeah. know like uh it was right it was so much me and, and to me it felt so like idiosyncratic and like specific and personal i was like yeah right like like no one's gonna like this but but i found that like i guess the more specific and personal you get the more it connects with people you know rather than going in a more general route you know I think this is a really good time in hip hop for that right now. Uh, just mm. really totally. opening up and, and I think people are really into lyrics right now and writing mm. uh, and talent in yes. that respect. So totally. that feels great. You know, I think this is a good place to be in terms of I agree. But I'm really yeah, glad I you agree, put that man. album out. <laughs> so am I, man. Yeah. So am I. I'm I'm thrilled. I've been thrilled with the response it's had. And uh, uh, real quick to talk about plans for the future, as far as like my own stuff this year. Uh, the goal is to put out uh, another record. That's that's number one goal. Excellent. And I think I'm, I think I'm approaching, like the final like, sort of demo stages of this next one. Like yeah. I think I got about like seventy five percent of the songs like written and demoed. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out how to how to wrap it up basically gotcha. that's great to hear yeah. uh yeah, any more really pro excited. production work for other people you don't have Absolutely. to say who it is but yeah yeah i won't say who it is but okay. yeah there's some stuff man excellent that's oh, good there's news. some stuff that's exciting yeah there's stuff and then also collaborative rapping stuff too um with other people okay great um rapping and production and rapping on my production and other people's production tandem style yeah there's some cool shit where do you get your um some of your influences in terms of actual instrumental music or even the the beats that you produce that you end up rapping over my brain goes into like two separate directions right like the score type ambient type stuff and then like the hip-hop stuff right? right 
So for the ambient stuff, like a big part of that is uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Mm, like gotcha. that huge, like I'm a big Nine Inch Nails guy. Like mm -hmm. I, I love Trent. Um, and like all their soundtrack work that they've done for like all the Fincher films and stuff like that. Like, right. I th I'm pretty sure I came into contact with that before Nine Inch Nails. So that was my intro to them. And I was like, it just blew me away. Like the social network soundtrack. I don't know if you've ever sat down and listened to that thing, but I could probably say that that's one of my favorite albums ever. Um, so that really rubbed off on me in terms of like composition of ambient movie score type stuff. Right. Um, and I think that there was a period where like Trent's production was bleeding into my hip hop stuff. And like, because there's also a convergence of like him and like LP, I was kind of getting into them like simultaneously. And there's a common thread between them two. Definitely. You know, that yeah. sort of industrial, right. And I was trying to like lean pretty hard into that. Um, but I kind of just went in a different direction as far as rap production goes when i i kind of just when i discovered like woods and like elucid and like mm -hmm. those cats um the sort of just like dusty jazzy but not like in the typical way you know what i mean like not right. not your your run-of-the-mill rap loop stuff like like just the weirdness you know what i mean yeah um sure. and the just jazz in general like that's 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 my main sort of source of sampling it's just jazz for the most part, but um, <clears throat> I'm trying to think of like a, like one producer that I could really like call out that like really really gets me and has like influenced me a lot. Well, I'm I, th I'm I to... think anytime I've ever been asked that question about music in general, my my main um, my main reference is just cinematic, you know, because mm. I think in a very cinematic way. I write in a very cinematic way, so mm. the music naturally is is sort of aggressively um changing or building or just you know yeah. just flashing in and out of certain things so for sure i get that because it's not like you can name too many hip-hop producers out there that really do that i mean lp definitely yeah did in for the sure. lp solo artist days more so than the rtj days mm -hmm. you don't you gotta know? tell me yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, Johnny Green was a huge influence for me, film score wise. Okay, I've never. Uh, who, what has he done? He's done Phantom Thread. Uh, he's done There Will Be Blood. Um, mm. Oh, the Paul, Paul Thomas Anderson. A lot of those films. Okay, I got a blind spot when it comes to PTA. I haven't really seen anything that he's done. But I've been meaning to. I should do. Yeah. That. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. it's a wide range for sure. There's the goofy and silly out. movies, and then there's the downright terrifyingly serious. Yeah, <laughs> we've got about three minutes and forty five seconds left. Is there anything you wanted to add today? Man, I just wanted to say thank you for having me. Thank you, thank you so it's been much. A great time, dude. Thank you so much for doing this. This is awesome. We're going to end there, but we're going to play one more song from Kill Von Guards. I think I've lost it. My house is blue. My face is red. Go buy the album, please.
occupied like resentful missionary Why are they still together, eyes closed Minute after climax, only one climax Flipping through slideshows, flipping every step I take Sideshow robber, Kylo tantrum tosser Commemorative commiseration, look No eulogy for disaster artists, all memories induce my hatred That one time you geographically misplaced and planted a seed I vanished so easily, I panicked, my knees is weak I trample the hell, I tremble the treble, I bell, I bet I melt I dream of when I fell My feel is burning, bully magnifying glass I never spelt the Saurus right I'm antonym of death-defying actor Rectifying simulcast, erect a damage mask Before I might go back and Flow to something, board to something, and have nightmares about mortarboard and floral arrangements and fucking blood soul corduroy and brandishing creation shit. I just Google Mordecai, I'm a, I think that's a word, sort of got my toes too close to the borderlines. I speak in Aaron Sorkin lines, the beast I worship mortifies me, so it's really a fear thing. The fourth dimension cauterized me, that's really me and her thing. I'm bouncing through my Rolodex, I deified nostalgia, my house is blue. My face is red, my bed is soaked, I pay my rent I never miss a payment If I did, I know they'd come and find me Behead a mama find me Three-headed mother find me The Hate that my head is full, but then I wrote in Every illegible note that I scroll and pen I broach is a metaphor that won't hit me till I, till I don't need it anymore Still I float, my head is full, I shake a lot I plead for palms to trace, I call mistakes back Like I got your message, payment blocks that corner me